when you employ the inquiry, you are abandoning it, abandoning the inquiry a bit prematurely. If you, if you say <clears throat> that when I look for the sense of the person, it vanishes with the question, "Who am I?" But then soon after, it comes back again, and then I ask you, "What happens then?" It coming back again is also perceived as a phenomenon because he, when I say it is perceived as a phenomenon, I mean that it is it is a movement that occurs in front of you. So you, the perceiver of that movement, cannot be the movement. You see, there is something you know commonsensical and and obvious about it, and I wonder whether it's really clear enough to you. That the purpose of the inquiry is to be clear about the identity of yourself, if you understand that the significance of that self-discovery, you see. Because we keep on reporting about the effects that happen in consciousness. But that which perceive the effects, you see, is what you're being asked to to be clear about, not the effects, because the effects can be ongoing. It can be ongoing. As long as you have an identity, the effects will keep coming. It will feel like these things are happening to me. They're happening to me. Why does this happen to me? What can I do about it? You know? So the question comes back again to the I, who is affected by these things that are happening, that it perceives. So this I, you are taking yourself to be this I. You speak as though you are this I. You carry the fragrance and the identity of this I. And because it feels so totally natural, it goes unquestioned, you see. And if something feels to be <coughs> natural, and truthful, then you don't question it. You may question the effects that it, that happens to it, what it perceives, but you will not question the identity of it. And here you are being asked to question the identity of it, because I am not purchasing that the identity which you are referring to yourself as, that that is a fact, that that is your deceit of your being, because it cannot be. It is only a construction. And I am asking you to look and to see if you can confirm this or not. And if you confirm that even this personality, the report about myself as being this or that, cannot be true, <clears throat> if you are clear about it, then you must stand firm and defend that clarity. You must stand up for it. Because if you are clear, is it clear for a moment? Is it clear for you know a few a few minutes or a few hours or a few days? Is it a clarity that is under the <clears throat> the jurisdiction of duration? Is it something that's going to have you know come to an end? And this you have to be clear about. When you say clarity, something is clear, and the something that is clear is that all of this that is appearing in front of me, it seems to appear to me. But it cannot be a definition. It cannot be the content. 
it cannot be the actuality or the reality of what I am. It is an effect appearing in me. And I'm going as far as to say that the personality, the identity, is an effect occurring in me. I am the perceiver of that effect. <clears throat> so therefore, who can I be who is perceiving even something as subtle and as intimate as the sense of the me as a person, you see? <clears throat> and for this, you have to slow everything down. Or in fact, even I don't say slow it down, it might sound like a bit of a strenuous task or something. But let me say another way is to hold on to the sense of the perceiver, because everything is hanging on to the perceiver, without whom nothing can be perceived, nothing can be said to be experienced or appear. This is how important it is, this, this investigation. <clears throat> I put it to be the most <clears throat> essential discovery so much so that it can get rid of the confusion from the mind because I don't feel that there's anyone in this world who is confused without identity if you don't have an identity I don't see how you can be confused if you're clear in yourself as to what you are I don't see how you can be confused <clears throat> And all it takes is to be like clear about who you are. It is. It is. And that like takes care Because of let me tell you how why I say it is. Because everything that you know in your life as your experience from any time, from the past or from now or from your speculations about the future, all of these totally depend upon you. Without you, none of this can be spoken about. It's your story. It's a very unique <clears throat> report a unique world as I said before that in the same way that you cannot share your dream with anybody even your twin they cannot you cannot bring them into your dream world and show them you know the subtleties <clears throat> of perceptions and feelings and emotions that you undergo in your own world and in the same way you cannot share your waking world with anybody I'm talking about the intimacy of perception of the waking world, of your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, your projections, your dreams, your attachments, all of that. The intimacy of feeling you cannot share. Without you, it's meaningless. It doesn't as it has no reality. <clears throat> it cannot even appear because who will testify to the appearance of it if it's not you? This is how fundamental you are to any experience. Without you, there is no experience. Who is the experiencer but you? Even if you speak about another experiencer, it is only according to how it is experienced in you. Everything comes back to you. I am trying to put this stress of <clears throat> how important it is you, who you are. All of this is hidden because you are believing that you are your costume. Costume meaning that you're, you're conditioning. Your momentary beliefs is the costume. And because of this belief, your, your infinite being is somehow overshadowed, hidden, obscured, eclipsed <clears throat> by this very 
and shallow portrayal which only has some power because of the belief that issues out of you towards it and you feel that you are this a temporary madness you see this is how important you are <clears throat> even God is only as it he she appears to your consciousness how can God be perceived by you if you are not conscious of God God can only appear through consciousness you are the consciousness while this body and the life force and the consciousness is there you're right there as a sentient perceiver of everything else <clears throat> but further back we can reverse further back deeper where even this consciousness become phenomenal because you are the witness of consciousness just like you know now that you are conscious you're experiencing consciousness <clears throat> so you must stand apart even from this consciousness even if you want to regard it as an aspect of yourself is capable of perceiving the consciousness which contains the the information of your identity your of your mortal presence <coughs> your historical presence is contained in memory what is memory without you who perceive memory with the aid of consciousness you see this is why i'm pointing <coughs> At the moment you are having trouble because you limit yourself to an identity. And this identity is not even true. <coughs> it's a construct. You have swapped yourself for a notion <coughs> that is created. A construct out of your social conditioning, family conditioning. So many things contribute to the present mode of perception of yourself most of it is really untraceable you cannot even know where it comes from but all of them are effects in consciousness and you are the weakness of this consciousness i don't know how simple this language is being you know processed in your own consciousness the words themselves are clumsy because there's no gap between what is being spoken about and what is being where it's where the speaking is coming from there's no gap in it <clears throat> it is you, you know. This is why I say, hold on to yourself. You keep on describing defects. Oh, my mind is like this. Oh, I, my my mind is. Like that. What the hell are you talking about? Why are you speaking so much about your mind? You're speaking about your your mind. Your interest in the mind is the very <clears throat> oxygen being breathed in the nostrils of the mind. The mind don't exist. You are the one who give it power by by this continuous. Um, you know, association, you see. What is mind? Can anybody bring the mind? Can you take a photograph of your mind? Can you paint a picture of it? What is the shape of the mind? Where is the source of the mind? 
So these questions, I find them, these are the questions that really should engage any any really conscious person, you know. Don't keep following after the, you know, the the idleness of 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 this kind of <clears throat> lowly expression of consciousness. Don't run after this. You know, better you just hold still and hold on to you, your own self, who is the perceiver of the consciousness. You hold on to that sense of self, and the very effects of consciousness will become completely redundant. They will lose their power, their gravity. They will lose their pull, their appeal. You know, they just go. For instance, you don't come here and talk about mechanics, car mechanics. Why? Because you have no interest in it. Even though there are many, many mechanics in the town and drivers of cars and all of this, you know, these car shows and car parts, you never talk about this thing because you don't have any interest. It has not for you. If somebody came to your house, you would not invite a mechanic to your house for dinner because you wouldn't want to hear this kind of conversation. You see, because it would just be totally torturous for you. In the same way, there will come a time when you will not want to invite anybody. Who is conversing about their mind to, to your dinner? Because it would be totally torturous for you. Because you won't have. He said, Why would you want to talk about something like that? What a waste. It's like you come in here and you want to discuss, you know, what's in your garbage. Why would you want to discuss this? Unless somehow you've thrown out, you know, the family jewels in the bin or something. You say, Okay, fine, let's, let's try and find them. But where's the family jewels in this case? You know, what are you talking about? the past and you know <clears throat> what you felt about this and this old story and the thing in its own time it's past it's finished it doesn't exist apart from memory seems to imbue a kind of false life onto it and your affection for memory and your identity is sustaining this this seed of memory <clears throat> giving it the appearance of, of a life that it doesn't have you see I wish everyone would understand this thing because if you understand this, you know this world immediately, instantly, would change character. <clears throat> Everyone would be a lot more amicable, amiable, much more understanding, compassionate, empathizing. Nobody would want to hurt anyone else because you see what is hurting myself. It's not how could I do this to myself? You know, all the philosophies about life, they're finished. Because they're nothing but wasting time. It's nothing at all. If it's just for play. If it's mere theatre, then it's okay. Let it be theatre. And you're you're old enough now. Old enough means you're mature enough through the consciousness, the satsangs that the consciousness has experienced makes you qualified enough. To take this home, take this completely home into the, the conclusion, come into the conclusive self, into the silence of the being itself. And you won't have any interest for these things. <clears throat> you can move in this world like the wind. Who can prosecute the wind? You really are that already, you know. The only thing that seems to obscure or, or obstruct that 
is this persistence <clears throat> of the identity that I am I am this flesh and blood mud and water and uh, that I am the doer of my life the thinker of my thoughts the, the doer of my actions and that unquestioned is promoting uh, continuing delusion like this and I don't blame anybody for not inquiring because it's not there's nobody there to really inquire independent of consciousness it is consciousness that must stir itself <coughs> into sufficient fascination for inquiring into itself because the person is only the expression of the consciousness Like I see that that everything is seen by something that's not like involved, but uh, that something is you or not? Yeah. <coughs> but yeah. it's it's like there's I'm like not convinced or something. Like I need to like either maybe I'm like maybe I'm postponing. You see, you can only continue this second part of what you're saying mm -hmm. because you have not stopped at the first part conclusively. <clears throat> yeah. You say that I can see that everything is being seen by something which is not the thing that is seen. And I want to say go in fully into that thing which is in whose presence the perception of all that is arising takes place. <coughs> if you take one thing of these things I'm speaking to you about and sink yourself completely into it, contemplate it like your whole life depended on it, you won't have, you would not have needed to make the second statement, <coughs> which is really an avoiding of you saying you're stepping over the first statement, you see. Now you feel the but I need to do something else. But why don't you finish yourself off with the first part of it? Which is that you know go into the con contemplation. If you are the one who sees that all that arises in me is temporary and uh, does not touch me, then who really am I? You see. And really, don't change the question for something else. <clears throat> don't pick up another practice. Meditate on this question. <coughs> not with thinking, because thinking will keep on changing shape. It must result in an insight and a direct experience. See? Because it's only if you are keen on philosophizing that 
the, it will turn it into a kind of philosophy and then move into more and more reasoning. Not more reasoning. It has to be a sort of concrete discovery. I can't be any of this. I can't be any of this. <clears throat> Neither now or at any time. So something keeps saying, yes, but these things come back and I can't remember this. And I said, well, who is saying I can't remember? What's it to do with remembering and forgetting, you see? You see, you're buying this idea that you need to remember this. And I'm asking, who needs to remember this? Someone gave you the name. <coughs> you didn't have it before. <coughs> Someone gave you a name that you didn't have it before. Their intention was that you would catch hold of the name. So you were there before the name came or registered. And so the name got registered in you. And once it got registered in you, then you never forgot it. Nor did you even remember it. It just was there. That's amazing. This is a phenomenon that was whispered into the consciousness when it was in infancy <clears throat> in this body. And at a certain point, you know, within two or three years, it never forgot this, this imprint of this <clears throat> name. It was circumcised with the name. And it never forgot the name. 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years later, it's not forgetting the name. And this name is not original to you. <coughs> you could have been called any other thing. They could have called you Potato Head. You would still would not forget you I am Potato Head. I'm not Orange Skin. You would have remembered something like this. How amazing that this type of fierce loyalty exists for a name that doesn't come with the body. And you made no effort to remember it. <coughs> And now you're thinking you have to make an effort to remember the consciousness, which itself was there before the name, and it's it that is remembering the name. So if it doesn't forget the name, which is not original, how can it forget itself, which was before the name came? So this is a complete fallacy. It's a complete fraud. It's not true that you have to remember who you are. It's not true that you have to remember who you are, nor did you forget who you are. But it was believed, and because it was believed, it was believed into existence, and it be then it became a challenge, a challenge which did not exist before. You were there. I don't think in the animal kingdom a lion has so many cubs. I don't think she gives them names. I don't think so she gives them names. But I don't know this thing. I don't think a cat has many kittens or a dog has many puppies. And it gives this name, you are George, you are Harry, you are, you are Susan. I don't think it gives them any names. And yet each of them still has the uniqueness without the name. And they only have the sense of the, the I. It's not I am George. I don't think a cat will say I am George somewhere in its consciousness. But human beings have a unique relationship in consciousness. Somehow, we have individual, individualized, individuate the consciousness. And so it became, in its expressing through the form, it called itself a name. It's like one reservoir. You open any tap in any household, in the bathroom, kitchen, or wherever it is. Some people in rich houses have golden taps. Some have bamboo taps, copper taps, rubber taps they open. 
but the water is the same. The water is the same. Now you may call this tap, you know, the tap of Venice, or this one is the the the, the tap of Paradise, but they are just names. The water is the same one. It's coming out of it, no? What is the name of this water? You're not naming the water. You're naming just the tap, the body. You're calling the body. I am John. You know, you want to taste my water. My water is better than your water. But it's the same water, isn't it? <clears throat> what to do with this knowledge? Nothing. Just you imbibe this knowledge. Understand this. Because all of this is about you. All of these are mirrors that is reflecting to you your own, you know, being. You know, the origin, your origin, your original being. And drown yourself in that contemplation, that knowledge, that self-knowledge. Be taken over by it, if you want to say that. What is going to get taken over? Presently, the imaginary idea of oneself, the ghost of identity and of ego, will get overtaken, taken over by the original landlord, the pure being. This is the only opportunity for the human being to wake up to the perfect understanding of our nature. And then all these things that you talk about, people talk about, <coughs> suffer about, remember, all the pains and sorrows of the world, the frustrations, the depression, the anxiety, the fears, all of these, all these energies, they will become quiet. They will resolve themselves, merge themselves into the Supreme. And this world will be beautiful. But it starts, the world has got to start being beautiful in our own mind. There is no world outside to become beautiful. The world became dirty in the mind, and the world has to become beautiful in the mind. Yeah, it is like that. I mean, what more to say? All these contemplations, they bring you back to yourself. Your original self. Your before the Garden of Eden self. 